Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. The views and opinions of this show are directly those of the hosts and its guests. It does not reflect the opinions of its affiliates or its sponsors. Christian and non-Christian paranormal investigators. They have two different views. And it seems as if neither of them can ever agree on anything. So what happens... When the mainstream view of the paranormal crosses paths with the Christian view, <laughs> something epic. This is Paratroop Radio. Welcome to Paratruth Radio, the Christmas edition. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio, the Christmas edition. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And I hope you guys are all having a wonderful month so far, spreading, spreading the cheer Hope you got all your gifts all set up and ready to go. I don't, and I'm not going to because, you know, it costs money. <laughs> what about you? Do you got your gifts all set up? Christmas gifts, shopping done? Uh, there's like one or two more things that I need to get. But yeah, for the most part, I just got to get stuff shipped out. And so anybody that's outside of North Dakota probably won't be getting their gifts until after Christmas because of shipping uh, stuff. But sure. yeah. I I tend to try and start relatively early. Um, actually, some of the gifts that I got were the first gifts I got were for you and for my dad, and that was bought in like July August area. So I I started <laughs> really early. Oh, Christmas in July, you took advantage of it. <laughs> well, it we're at vendor shows if i see something unique that i think people are going to like i try and make sure i get it as a christmas present um right, right. compared to going to walmart or amazon or whatever oh, yeah. just because yeah. i think it's more unique stuff that people appreciate so yeah for sure i think i mean so far i got my sister erin <clears throat> a christmas gift uh she's not going to be here for christmas so i got her a an elect like a battery operated or electronic uh, massager massage gun which she was talking about like crazy. And so work had one on sale and I was like, okay, I'll surprise her with this. <laughs> She's pretty excited. And I got to admit, like I should have bought myself one cause they were nice, but oh, well. Is that like one of those ones that's sort of like a, a Jack hammer look? look mm, yeah. Yeah. Thing? And okay. this one comes with like six different tips on it. So depending on, you know, where you want to massage you, you got like this really broad headed one you got these dual pointed ones for like your shoulders it's pretty cool it's a nice they're like made of foam so no well i suppose we should actually get into what we're going to be talking about 
even though this is a, a kind of down the rabbit hole episode, we're not talking about anything specific, guys. But Eric did find something like really interesting, and I, I think it'll be a good topic to kind of delve into it and talk about. Uh, we've got some a couple other things that we're going to do for this episode because it is Christmas time and we want to have fun. So I think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had said, la- was it last week? Two weeks ago, actually, that we wanted to find something new uh, for our Christmas, actual Christmas episode, which this is. It's airing <clears throat> a week before Christmas, uh, since otherwise you'd be playing it on like the 26th, I think it'd be airing. Right. So right. we don't want to do that. Uh, and so I was doing a bunch of research and I was watching, uh, I forget what the name of the show is, but it's, it's a UFO. Sh- I don't know if it's UFOs unclassified or something like that, but, uh, I was watching this show and they kept talking about UFOs and alien encounters. And for some reason, I just thought of Santa Claus flying across the night sky, this glowing, possibly red, you know, thing in the sky. If you have, if Rudolph is a legit creature Mm -hmm. i don't know you know anyway then i started to question well what about people who look up at the in the night sky on the night of the 24th and they see something and they think oh it's santa but maybe it's not what if it's a ufo which santa could be if you don't know it's santa right right so i decided to dive into the research a bit is it possible that people witness ufos around christmas time and wouldn't you know that Christmas and really the holidays in general, but Christmas primarily is a crazy hot spot or time for UFO encounters uh, and sightings, which just kind of blew my mind because I didn't really expect it. I hoped that I would find something, uh, but I didn't really think I would. Uh, now, there have been a lot of sightings uh, throughout uh, the U.S., uh, New York, Canada, uh, even Vietnam, uh, New Hampshire is another one, especially like the Eastern coast for some reason of the U S tends to have a lot of sightings more so than the West coast, or at least they're more documented. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's because the East coast is more populated than the majority of the West coast and the Midwest, but you know, it's, it's kind of a thing apparently. That's where a so, lot of like UFO, uh, teams are, on the East coast, a lot of a majority anyways, I'm sure. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And so like when, when I was looking into this, like New York, for example, uh, there was a Syracuse new times reporter who compiled a list of Christmas UFO or Christmas time UFO sightings in New York. And the stories spanned basically decades and come from all around the empire state. Uh, one of the most notable is the account of a Northport resident uh, who saw a red light in the sky on Christmas Eve in 2011. And according to the article, the silent red light stopped and hovered for several uh, seconds or minutes uh, before it disappeared, which is pretty common for UFOs to kind of be moving and then stop and hover and then either take off or just vanish. Uh, I actually saw a, a video recently. Uh, I think it was online actually of a UFO that supposedly was caught and it was flying towards rocks, like towards a cliff. And then it just vanished. Now, in my professional opinion, I think the video was highly doctored. And the reason 
behind that is when the UFO vanishes, the entirety of the screen, that is of the video itself, brightens up, uh, which is odd. It brightens up as soon as this UFO disappears, which tells me there was a layer added upon the original footage, and then they erased the layer, which brightened up the layer underneath it. So unfortunate. But nonetheless, there has been documentation of UFOs simply vanishing, kind of going mm. invisible. Uh, there's also been a, some some significant evidence pointing towards UFOs that are not so much man-made vehicles, but are actually portals into who knows what other dimensions, other areas of space. I saw another video recently which showed a giant black rectangle, pitch black, and there were two small uh, unidentified flying objects on the outside of it, kind of moving all around. And this, this rectangle, this black rectangle, wasn't really moving at all other than, uh, you know, whatever kind of movement it appeared to have with the clouds passing by and stuff or the earth turning. Uh, it was really weird. But portals have been one of those things that have been documented regularly and even believed that maybe the majority of our UFO sightings are. Another thing that I do want to bring up is because this Syracuse reporter had mentioned that this uh, this one sighting had a red light, UFOs typically come in the three standard colors, believe it or not. Uh, people either document them as being red lights, being a white light, or a blue light. Those are the three top primary colors that we see or that people see in the night skies, uh, unless it's a vehicle that happens to have flashing lights or color changing lights. Uh, which is, I don't know why, I don't know why red, blue, and, and yellow are the top, or white, I mean, are the top colors. I don't know if it has something to do with the Earth atmosphere or if these UFOs are the same type of um, the vehicle as being, yeah, you know, created by the same extraterrestrials or what. But <clears throat> nonetheless, it's a very interesting thing because a lot of these UFO sightings are, when they're documented, they are documented uh separately in different locales but they all very much uh are, are connected by eyewitness accounts meaning that multiple people see the same thing or something similar to what someone else has seen that they don't know yeah and i've got so many different theories running through my head about this whole santa claus ufo thing um i was going to ask you 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 know about the black knight satellite right uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. So the Black Knight satellite, there's this huge conspiracy about this um, because NASA caught this thing on camera. Um, it's a very odd shape. <clears throat> and they called it the Black Knight because the color is almost completely black. Um, but it hovers over a uh, polar orbit of the Earth. I... Uh, I'm not sure if it's the north or south polar orbit. Um, but a, a lot of people are, are saying, you know, NASA's covering the existence of this up and the origins of it and other, you know, all this other stuff. Um, there has been conspiracy theories that it's a uh, remnant of the Cold War with Russia and it's a Russian satellite uh, to spy on. on mm -hmm the the polar or uh, polar caps because I I'm sure you know of the conspiracy theories about Antarctica right sure 
Yeah. <laughs> so I feel um, like just about everybody does. Well, <laughs> if you don't, you just um, type up Antarctica. <laughs> but it, it's interesting that we're talking about Santa um, and, and UFOs, and this thing actually keeps a, a orbit over the polar the polar cap. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if it's north or south. It doesn't say, but uh, I, I've seen pictures of this thing and. and have been interested in it. So I would love just to have a guest on about it. Um, if you guys know of anybody who has done research on the black Knight satellite, we would love to have them on. Um, is, is, uh, if I may ask is night like N I G H T or K K N I G H T like the black Knight. Yeah. From, uh, nights of the round table and stuff. Okay. Um, and I, I, I'm not really sh- sure. I didn't look into why they named it that um, other than the color, but it's, it's, they know for sure it's an artificial satellite and it's not of human making. Um, they say that it's been orbiting the earth for about 13,000 years, as far as they can tell. Okay. Um, but it, it's just, it fascinated me because uh, you know we were taught you were talking about the different UFO sightings and stuff, and we've got this subject about Santa and UFOs. So I was like, you know what? I wonder if if there's any connection to the Black Knight at all. Um, yeah, you know it's really interesting. And actually, like looking at some of these pictures of the Black Knight uh, satellite, <clears throat> it actually looks semi similar to the video I was just describing only okay instead of being I mean in these photos that I'm looking at uh, looks like the satellite is uh, perpendicular to the ground so up and down right. as opposed to horizontal which in right. the video I saw it was horizontal but like this photo that I'm looking at it too had the two UFOs on either side of it uh, which is really interesting yeah and so the the some of the theories that I was thinking about when when you had told me about all of this is first off, um, why people are 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 seeing UFOs so much more often around the holidays, especially like December, Christmas, um, and I, I almost wonder if it's because people are looking up wondering if they're going to see Santa Claus or kids are telling people to look up in the sky because they want to see Santa Claus or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I think that's, I mean, that's certainly one option, you know, I mean, people are just out there trying to show their kids a nice guy looking for Santa, you know, inspiring them or whatever. The other thing to consider too, is during the winter months, at least, well, I would say at least in the Northern Hemisphere, but yeah, because winter's in the Northern <laughs> Hemisphere because summer's in the Southern Hemisphere, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> in the winter months, the sky is usually much clearer at night than it is during the summer. Uh, there's less haze. Uh, it's crisper. So you see more stars during the winter nights than you do during the summer nights. So even myself included, I tend to look up at the sky, the night sky more often during the winter than I do during the summer, because you do see a whole lot more. So that is another thing. I mean, and that's not just, you know, the general public. Uh, these are scientists or, or people who regularly 
put their telescope out, pointed to the stars, you know, people who are out there on a regular basis. Uh, I, I think what's really interesting is that there was a report in Canada. Uh, in fact, a, a Winnipeg, um, Canada ufologist had been studying holiday sightings for more than 30 years. And in those 30 years, there were about 75 sightings that occurred just on Christmas Day. Uh, and he told this to the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Many of the common themes regarding those sightings uh, were, of course, the presence of a floating red light, followed by a string of white lights. Weird, because that would make you think of Rudolph and, of course, the sleigh and the other reindeer. <clears throat> uh, now, whether or not that's actually a thing, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't know that Santa Claus is necessarily a real person. <laughs> um, <clears throat> at least in terms of the, you know, the, the myths and Rudolph yeah. and all that. But there are at least possibly UFOs uh, or some sort of device that could be flying through the air that mimics not purposefully mimics Rudolph and the sleigh and all that, but just looks like it. You know, uh, mm. we see many of our own airplanes flying. They have red and blue lights on them regularly. Uh, white lights, obviously on the headlights, you know, things like that. So this could be easily just mistaken identity, but again, there are enough uh, videos and photos of some of these sightings that you have to start the question, what else is really out there? And I think, especially today, that is December of 2021, people are much more open to the existence of extraterrestrials than maybe they were last year or the year prior or the year prior to that. Uh, it's as if every year people become more and more open to the possibility that we're not alone. And not to mention that we just recently, uh, this past summer, had some classified documents released stating that yes ufos are real not claiming that they're extraterrestrial but saying that they're also not identified so that's significant progress and i know that people like you and me and others who believe in this kind of thing and who maybe even have witnessed it I actually just had a conversation with someone uh, yesterday about my experience as a kid with the possible alien abduction that I may or may not have had experienced. Uh, you know, these are things that have been following us since we were kids. And now here we mm -hmm. are, you and I in our 30s, you know, we're getting a step closer to, to what might be the truth finally, which is the thing we've already known. We're not alone. Yeah, and a lot of people... Um... I I think you're right. A lot of people were, were pretty excited about that just because they knew themselves from, from witnessing it themselves of, of the UFOs that, Hey, I'm not full of shit. You know, right. The government is actually recognizing that there's something out there. Like you said, not necessarily extraterrestrial. They're not even claiming it's their own. They're just saying they're right. unidentified. Um, so you know it I is interesting. Is, yeah, what I think is really funny about it is, so for a long time, uh, we, we've had this whole theory about the men in black, uh, the government coming in or the Navy coming in and trying to tell people that what they thought they saw wasn't real. Um, think of the 1947 Roswell incident in which 
It right. was said initially that there was a UFO. Then they came back and said, no, it was a weather balloon. There were other incidents throughout the years as well. Uh, even recently. <clears throat> um, and, you know, one thing that I heard uh, while watching a documentary is that there is belief, of course, that the government, the Navy, et cetera, simply wants power. They want control, which is why they're unwilling to, to state that these aliens exist. I mean, I think there's a legitimate reason too. I think the majority of our world, that is the population, uh, probably can't handle the truth of aliens because they're immediately going to be like, oh God, grab your guns. There's going to be a war that's, you know, I'm freaked out. We're going to be invaded. And that's a problem. That's why the government and whoever else is probably trying to keep it under wraps. But I think there's also a significant amount of power behind that because they could have came out a long time ago. And at this point, people would be like, okay, aliens exist and nothing's happened. Cool. But instead they continue to try to, to hold on to that power. And even when they released those uh, or unclassified those documents this past summer, instead of calling them unidentified flying objects, they wanted to put their own spin on it and call it unidentified phenomena or flying phenomena. Why call them UFPs when we already have UFOs established? And that, again, in my opinion, is just another way of them to exert some sort of power. They want to be the ones to say, well, this is how it is, and this is what we're going to call them, blah, 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 which it isn't taking. Nobody's going to call them UFPs, but, you know, I don't know. It just doesn't have the same ring. No, it doesn't. <laughs> okay, second theory I had on this. Okay. Santa Claus is actually an alien. And, you know, when I when I had sent you the link to to this particular site, uh, that we're looking at, I had a feeling that you would come back and say, what if Santa's an alien? <laughs> I just knew it. Cause that's where you always have to take things. Well, because but, ancient aliens, it's aliens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So pyramids, now the it's question- aliens, Santa Claus, it's aliens, Rudolph, okay. it's aliens, humans or aliens. <laughs> 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 so, but I, I mean, I, th- I think to some extent uh, that is not only a like a theory on your part, but I'd imagine you might have some sort of weight behind that as too uh, as well. So, what is uh, your reasoning for saying what it, that maybe he is an alien? Well, outside, because uh, say Santa Claus is a um, a, a magical being, people. Right grasp science sometimes a little bit more than they do uh magic or or paranormal supernatural type stuff um but i I was thinking about it and i'm like well it say this this person we'll call him person um is an alien and that's how he is getting around the world in one night, um, because there is theories that um, extraterrestrials have some type of technology where it freezes time, or you sometimes you have a time gap, and usually that's because they've taken you and put you back. But there have been people that have said they've been put back in the exact same instance in time that they were taken from. So mm-hmm. that was part of my theory is they they would have the technology to do that. 
they would all also have the technology to get into somebody's house without actually breaking in or coming down a chimney um, without anybody knowing place presents under the tree and then leave without any mm-hmm. evidence whatsoever. Uh, maybe they eat the cookies. Who knows? Um, third part of this was, or they would also have some type of tech, uh, um, mind control technology. Mm-hmm. Where in, instead of them actually physically being here, they take control of the parents' minds, make them do all the work, and make them think that they're Santa Claus. But in reality, the the parents have no control over what they're doing, um, and the aliens are actually doing it. Okay. Of all of that, and and that makes sense. But the one thing that I just need to, to need to, to question here or bring up is, at the very beginning, you start this, <clears throat> your your your, you start by making your points, by saying, uh, you know, not everybody really believes in magic; they prefer science. But then everything you say is so fantastical, <laughs> it's still magic. Well, <laughs> it's it's aliens, regardless. It's going to be fantastical. Not everybody believes in aliens either. Um, well, no, but, I know, but I just think it's funny that there are actually people out there who are like, oh, no, I don't believe in magic. But yes, I believe that these aliens can time travel and manipulate things <laughs> and stop time and transfer their energies through doors. And it's like, what? Do you hear yourself? <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> From a, a non-educated mind, yes, it would be magic or a non um technologically advanced species, yes, it would be magic. Um, Like somebody from the 1600s looking at us today with these magical devices in our hand that give us answers. But, Um, but, I mean, you say that. You say uh, that, you know, maybe it's people who aren't technologically advanced who might think it's it's magic or who aren't uh, of the right mind to say that it's magic. But what if... The people who believe it's magic are so scientifically advanced that they realized, oh shit, it's magic. <laughs> I'm not That's saying you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we, we it's have, really we the have... scientists that are so uneducated that they have yet to allow themselves to believe the truth that there is magic in the world. We have yet to determine whether science is right or supernatural magic stuff is right. So... <laughs> <laughs> But those were those were just some of the things I thought about. Y- yes, you are right. It, in a sense, it sounds like magic, regardless if you're thinking it of it from a scientific standpoint of UFOs and extraterrestrials, because they would have technology way more advanced than what we do. Or if you think of it from a magical standpoint, um, either way, it, it does sound like magic, in a sense. Um, I'm not gonna argue with that because that. That's a very good point. Yeah, I mean, I think in the end, it's just, I mean, I, I agree with your point. I think you make some valid points as to why Santa could be an <clears throat> an extraterrestrial. Uh, surely he's an alien, depending on your definition, because he's busting into people's doors and all over the country. So he's an alien wherever he's going, probably, since his, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> his nationality or whatever is the North Pole. So, um, 
but yeah, you know, I, I think there is a possible possibility that he's an extraterrestrial. Not to mention, uh, there has been plenty of links to Santa being an elf, and an elf mm. has been considered in many cases to be extraterrestrial. Uh, elves being fairies, uh, or at least of the fairy community. Mm-hmm. Fairies, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I forgot so, about that. Know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I think the fact that there is some myth relating him to the fairy community uh, and fairies being linked to extraterrestrials or as a type of extraterrestrial, mm. uh, that is certainly possible for sure. The question then is, do they come from the North Pole or do they come from outer space? And really, when you consider what the North Pole is or where its direction, I guess, I mean, Yes, obviously, for those of us who understand Earth science, we know it's north, but for some people, it could mean up, right? Especially if you're at the right. South Pole. Who knows? Uh, what direction is up, really? Well, maybe he's living on the Black Knight satellite. He could be. He could. Maybe he is the Black Knight satellite and he just transforms yeah, every good. Christmas Eve. That'd be interesting. Um, it, going along that, that line, I was kind of looking for is Santa um, an extraterrestrial via Google? Um, mm. and, and there there was a couple of things that popped up, one of which there was an article that was saying that uh, maybe Santa Claus actually lives outside of, of Earth as in, in outer space. I didn't read too much into the article because it was like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I get it, I guess. Because it when, when people think and talk about God, you, you can kind of get that similar thing. Well, he's, he's not on earth. He doesn't live on earth. He lives outside of earth. Uh, you can call it the heavens. You can call it outer space, whatever you want to call it, but, um, similar, similar concept. Well, yeah, similar concept in terms of like God being supernatural. Uh, you know, he, he is often considered as being not of this world and which is the, basically the, the exact definition of what an extraterrestrial is something that is right. not of this world. Um, so in that case, yes, it's, it's very possible. And, and what is Santa then in that case, is it, is he a spirit? And many people might argue that he is, maybe he is the spirit of Christmas. You know, he's what yeah, everybody right. kind of, enjoy, you know, the joy behind Christmas aside from the birth of Christ, if you're a Christian or any of your pagan faiths, you know, you know, obviously there's a various uh, right. reasons to celebrate Christmas. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, there is that possibility that he is extraterrestrial in that sense. Yeah. I, I honestly, after going through all that, I don't know what I believe Santa is anymore. <laughs> all right. Well, I think this is a good point for us to take a break unless you had anything else you want to touch on this part of it no let's take a break okay all right folks you're going to hear eric's arm fact of the day a quick commercial and we will be right back with paratruth radio now eric's random fact of the day did you know that the m's in m&m's stand for mars and murray according to bestlifeonline.com the two M's in M&M's actually stand for Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray, the two businessmen who created the candy-coated chocolates. 
The two actually had a very contentious relationship, as Mars leveraged Murray out of his 20% share in the company in 1949, years before M&M's would become the best-selling candy in the U.S., paying him just $1 million for a share of a business that would quickly be worth billions. This was Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional book, book Nerds. Nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy, happy reading. reading! Welcome back to Parachute Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And today we are celebrating Christmas by talking about aliens. Yes. Who would have thought that right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's about time. It was only a matter of time before aliens came up for Christmas. Um, As I said at the beginning of the show, when I was looking for something new for this particular episode and this season, I had hoped, but didn't really expect to come across anything, come across anything related to extraterrestrials. Uh, UFOs, etc., for Christmas time, and it's crazy to me to think of how many uh, eyewitness accounts there are of unidentified flying objects on Christmas night, and how those mm-hmm. objects actually are very similar to what basically the the idea of reindeer and Santa are. You know, with his sleigh, uh, this idea of a red light trailed by white lights. Um, the way it moves, red lights are very common, especially, and I don't know why. I don't know what the reason is behind that. Uh, there's various arguments, I think, uh, depending on how bright the light is. Uh, of course, there are satellites that fly <clears throat> around the Earth that do appear red on occasion based on how the light is, the sunlight is hitting it from the other side of the Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the, the International Space Station can sometimes glow a very it's more like a red gold or a goldish red it's, it's like a yellow red uh mm-hmm. but you know depending on how far it is on the horizon it can brighten and darken so that certainly is a possibility um but then there are those those instances where those two things aren't explainable you can't explain it away by saying oh it's you know the uss because or the iss <laughs> uss yeah, we just got boats <laughs> flying through the sky now too. Uh, <laughs> you know the the ISS. So, and you could tell that because it's like, oh well, was that the International Space Station? Well, let's just look online real quick. Nope, it's in the southern hemisphere. It wasn't that. So, what was it? Was it a satellite? Probably not, because satellites are pretty dim, uh, like very dim when you spot them in the sky and they're moving super fast. So. Yeah, you know, I, I think in, in cases like this, 
it's been a while since I've seen anything UFO related. Uh, I know it's been a little while for you too. I think we, you know, we've both seen things, uh, but I can tell you this Christmas Eve and Christmas night, I will be looking up at the night sky. <laughs> now I want to see what I can see. Especially at midnight on Christmas Eve night. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny you corrected yourself about the the USS versus the ISS because okay, I know you're you're not a uh, Trekkie uh, like I am, but um, in Star Trek, all of their ships are the USS, USS Enterprise, USS mm-hmm. Donovan, and so forth. So, in a sense, you're not wrong because they just transfer from boat to use to starship, right? Okay, fair point. Thank you for, thank you for not making me look like a complete idiot. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was actually glad that you found something because you know we've done cryptids, we've done um, magic mushrooms that the the um, shamans of the north use and they dress in these these red garbs which is remnants of santa claus and we've talked about santa claus himself the man the myth the legend um we've covered pretty much all of it but i don't think we've ever talked about ufos on christmas no never which is crazy in 14 years that this is the first time this is coming up (laughs) right (laughs) all right so i've got some pretty cool facts top 12 facts about december this is from uh kaplaninternational.com so number one the almanac prediction states that if snow falls on christmas day easter will be warm green and sunny number two the name december comes from the latin decem for 10 as it was the 10th month in the roman calendar Number three, the term Yuletide comes from a Norse tradition of cutting and burning a tree to bring in the winter solstice. This was to last through 12 days, later known as the 12 days of Christmas. I think everybody probably knew that. Um, Number four, December 12th is Poinsettia Day. Did you know that? I did not. I only knew that because I had worked at Walmart. At We're a little point. late on that one. Yeah, but what do you do? Find Santa um, Claus, we can rewind time. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring that up because number five Uh-oh. is St. Nicholas, um, who would eventually be called Santa Claus, was originally the patron saint of children, thieves, and pawnbrokers. Mm-hmm. Which is... That's the real saint. I, I find that... Yeah, I find that... like completely fascinating because okay he's the saint of children and thieves and pawnbrokers who the thieves would be pawning stuff off to that they stole actually there was a documentary that i watched years years ago probably like six seven years ago uh that actually stated that there was one point in which saint nick was at a bar and I forget what exactly happened, but he ended up beating the crap out of a guy while he was there. Uh, We've talked about it on the show. We we have talked. You're right. We have now that you mentioned it. You know, and that's crazy to me to think like, yeah, I'm a saint, but hey, you know what? I happen to be a sinner, and I'm about to fail. <laughs> Boom! Just well, at that point, like, 
Whoa. <laughs> At that point, I don't think he was a saint because you don't achieve sainthood until after you die, right? Well, I mean, it, it depends in this case as to what exactly uh, the saint is, you know? So, <clears throat> I mean, in terms of Catholicism, yes, sainthood wouldn't be until after you die. But it, it, biblically speaking, those who are Christian are all saints. Oh, right? would be, okay. You know, with or without death. Got it. Okay, number six. December 28th is considered by some to be the unluck- unluckiest day of the year. Doesn't say why, just says that's the belief. Uh, number seven. The first artificial Christmas tree was made in Germany, fashioned out of goose feathers that were dyed green. Number eight. It was an insulated we, Christmas tree. I Yeah. I guess would you call it a you could have, would you call it call it a down fur? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we've talked about this one. Number eight: spiders and spider webs are considered good luck on Christmas. Yes, we have talked about that. Uh, number nine: common decorations on Christmas, uh, on a Christmas tree. Each have their specific meanings. Candles, the light of the world, the star at the top is a reminder of the first Christmas night, and candy canes are to represent the shepherd's cane. Um, This one I found fascinating. I don't remember if we've ever talked about this or if it's come up, but it sounds vaguely familiar. Jingle Bells was composed in 1857, and not for Christmas. It was meant to be a Thanksgiving song. Hmm. I mean, it sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't recall actually talking about I it. I, I don't remember us talking about it being a Thanksgiving song. Does it say right. why or no? No, Just and I didn't delve list. into. Yeah, I didn't delve into the the history of it or anything. Um, and so then I started thinking about the lyrics. I'm like, how is this a Thanksgiving song? <laughs> I mean, jingling the bells to signal the start of the meal, okay, but they talk about um, riding in a one-horse open sleigh. Like, was that a common practice after Thanksgiving dinner or something back in the day, or? Right. Well, you know know what I'm doing right now. Well, I'll finish this while you're looking that up. Go ahead. Yeah, (laughs) Number 11. In, In 1647, Oliver Cromwell, English Puritan leader, banned the festivities of Christmas for being seen as immoral on such a holy day. Anyone who was seen celebrating was arrested. The ban was lifted in 1660. So, 13 years there was a ban on celebrating Christmas. That's crazy. And number 12, an ancient legend states that the forest animals can speak in human language on Christmas Eve. Wait, say that one again? (laughs) An ancient legend states that the forest animals can speak in human language on Christmas Eve. Guess I'm going to the woods Christmas Eve, too. (laughs) I'm about to talk to some animals. (laughs) If we find out that Eric has died from uh, hypothermia and... uh, uh, what is it when you get the black on your hands and feet? Uh, uh, 
frostbite. Um, oh. <laughs> black on your hands. Dirt. I don't it, what we know. We know what happened, folks. He went out to go find Santa Claus and the talking animals. But you know what? You better believe I'll be recording it for all you guys. I'll be doing a live <laughs> Facebook video session. So stay tuned. We're gonna go looking for talking animals and UFOs. Well, now you need to do that on the Pair of Truth. I'm going to Facebook. <laughs> I'm going. That I just said that. That's what's happening. Christmas Eve, when everybody's like at, at the family party, where's Eric? I'm out in the woods talking to animals and watching UFOs fly across the sky. <laughs> you could always do it after the festivities. <laughs> I mean, I could. The problem is during the festivities, I might be sipping a little dark liquid and um, I may not know whether the animals are actually talking and whether I'm actually seeing UFOs or if that's just all part of whatever the alcohol is doing. So, well, who's to say that it in your own mind that it's not real? We've talked about that before, but you know, it's gonna be really bad when I'm posting it on Facebook and I'm like, Oh my god, did you hear it? Did you hear it? Did you see it? Did you hear it? Did you see it? And everybody's like, No, there's there's nothing there. That you're, that, that you're just cussing me <laughs> in oh, German. <laughs> Any luck finding? Um, there's really nothing about why it's meant to celebrate Thanksgiving so far, just that it was, um, written and sung on Thanksgiving or like around Thanksgiving. Uh, So folks, if you know why, please educate us. Did you find something else? Yeah, I mean, all it says is, so here, I'm going to read this real quick. So it just says, first published in 1857, it was written by James Lord Pierpont to be sung on Thanksgiving, not Christmas. There's some question as to where it was written. Massachusetts and Georgia, both are plausible. Uh, Medford, Massachusetts, where sleigh races were popular in the 1800s, claims itself as the birthplace of the song. There is a plaque at 19 High Street, uh, the site of the former Simpson Tavern, where Pierpont was said to have penned the ditty in 1850. It goes on to say, there you have it. Jingle Bells is about dashing through the snow to celebrate Thanksgiving, not necessarily Christmas. That's all I've got. And I've just went through four different articles to find it. And maybe that's why people want to start. Well, I mean, there are people that want to start decorating at the beginning of November. Um, But the the traditional way of doing it is putting up the Christmas tree and uh, uh, decorations after Thanksgiving, sometimes even the night of Thanksgiving. See, the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm really considering is that jingle bells isn't necessarily because when you think about it it's not necessarily a christmas song but more of a winter song and so having it released or whatever around thanksgiving right around the beginning of our window where we would consider what we would consider winter um that would be the only reasonable explanation because it is i mean yeah there's nothing about christmas or santa or anything like that in jingle bells so well, okay, so I looked up the, the lyrics. So okay. if anybody out there owns the rights to the Jingle Bell lyrics, please don't sue Paratruth Radio. Um, but here's here's the lyrics. Dashing through the snow, 
on a one-horse open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtail ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to laugh and sing a slaying song tonight. So they're talking about murdering people. I was just going to uh, say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way, and so forth. Uh, a day or two ago, I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. The horse was lean and lank. Misfortune seemed his lot. We got into a drifted bank, and then we got upsot. Jingle bells, jingle bells, blah, 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 blah. Uh, now the ground is white. Go it while you're young. Take the girls tonight and sing the slang song. Just get a bobtailed bay, 240 as his speed. Hitch him to an open sleigh and crack your, you'll take the lead. And then jingle bells, jingle bells. Yeah. Honestly, so I didn't it, realize there was more lyrics than just the first part of that song. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're all just used to the jingle bells part yeah so i mean and originally uh it was written when it was written it was titled uh one horse the one horse open sleigh and later it was uh changed re-established as jingle bells or jingle bells one horse open sleigh so <clears throat> it was i guess originally about someone riding an open sleigh a one horse open sleigh uh and if you ever like are around an open sleigh in winter they they these horses typically are just covered with bells uh which mm -hmm. isn't necessarily a christmas thing but it's just something to keep awareness uh right to the public around you know so it's also about getting girls apparently i did he goes see out... that so <laughs> fellas get a horse and an open sleigh get the ladies <laughs> It's that simple. And, and for those of you Fanny ladies Bright. who are into ladies, same thing. <laughs> Was seated by my side. That and then now the ground is white. Go it while you're young. Take the girls tonight and sing the slang song. And now that I think about it, why were so many old Christmas songs, because this is technically considered a Christmas song now, so chauvinistic? Like, back then I didn't know it wasn't considered chauvinistic but in this day and age people still love the song but I don't think people actually realize all the lyrics to the song <laughs> no or if they do they just don't care anymore right or never did <laughs> oh alright so I'll give you the option we can do these quotes and you don't have to do them in an old man voice because i told eric we should do christmas uh movie quotes and old men voices and he asked me why old men voices i said i don't know because it's silly and we're doing the the uh down the rabbit hole episode for paratruth radio christmas edition technically part two um so <laughs> i was looking through some of these and like trying to think to myself, would they even be any funnier doing them in a old man's voice? Um, and so I I chose one from a Christmas story just because 
Christmas Story is one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's a classic. Um, so here we go. Christmas was on its way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful Christmas upon which the entire kid year revolved. That's <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I heard all night. <laughs> hey, this is Paratruth Radio, baby. We're we're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> were there any I mean even outside the old man voice were there any that you liked or anything like that I mean okay so I'm not like a big big fan of Elf uh, the movie Elf but it's pretty funny there, there, there are moments that are just hilarious and the one quote that I did come across here uh, it's just it's random and it's weird. So yeah, <clears throat> I'm not going to do the old man voice. I've tried doing it earlier and for some reason just kept coming off as Southern or Hick. So I don't, <laughs> I'm not even going to bother. I'm just going to say it normal. <laughs> the best uh, way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. I am moonshine. <laughs> Was that the quote? No. <laughs> no. <clears throat> <laughs> I can't even say without laughing. <clears throat> the quote is I planned out our whole day. First, we'll make snow angels for two hours. Then we'll go ice skating. Then we'll eat a whole roll of Toll House cookie dough as fast as we can. And then we'll snuggle. <laughs> See, I feel that would have been better in a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the quote that I like the most about uh, from Elf is the one I, I had just said. Mm-hmm. Um, just because when you think about Christmas and Christmas songs, I mean, for most people, that gets them into the Christmas spirit. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I, that's pretty much it for our Paratruth Christmas episode. Uh, down the rabbit hole Christmas edition part two. Uh, any final closing thoughts or, or words of wisdom before we leave for the evening, Eric? Mm, keep your hearts on your family and your eyes on the sky this year. <laughs> Truer words were never said. Um, make sure you guys are being safe this Christmas. Uh, if it's cold where you're at, stay inside. Please drink responsibly if you're going to be drinking. Um, and, and hold your family close. Uh, we still are in COVID season, unfortunately. So if you have to, six-foot distance, keeping them close, uh, depending on where you're at. Um, I, have there been a whole lot of outbreaks out there? No, not really. It, it's kind of... Um... I don't want to say diminishing, but it, it's slowing down right now. Currently, um, it seems to be ramping who, up here. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, just for the record, for those of you who who you know want to keep six foot distance but don't know how far that is, feel free to email me. I will be happy to sell you six foot lengths of wood, twenty <laughs> bucks a piece. You just hold them out. You'll be doing They're me always... a favor. I'll be doing you a favor. Always trying to get on to the get rich quick schemes. Hey man, you know sometimes you just get rich quick too. So you keep you keep on trucking. <laughs> All right, folks. Merry Christmas. 
Um, we will be back next week with our New Year's episode, so stay tuned for that. But until next time, folks, where you'll find us same time, same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace and love. This is And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.